We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chicken intervention. Cosmic Chicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 1,200 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will try.
Testimony, say amen. How many of you are becoming wiser as you hear the testimonies? I want us to welcome Corby Nelson to give us his testimony. Welcome Corby Nelson as he comes to give us his testimony. Amen. Uh, my name is Kobe Nelson from UPSC level 300. Uh, uh, it was started uh, 20th September 2014 when Bishop came to our hostel, prestige hostel. Uh, we were in the nightclub. Yeah. We were in the nightclub that day and we came out of the club and we realized there was a carnival of stars. So I was telling my friends that, oh, the way of late fresh girls are going to church here, you must also go to church. Because by then I've lived for almost six to seven years without going to church. So when Bishop was preaching, he made an altar call. In fact, it was the altar call that really moved me because he said, you don't know the day that you die. And I was scared because the kind of life that I was living, I was scared to die. So that I came forward and I gave my life to Christ. The following day, he said he's going to meet us at Central Cafeteria, so we should come. And I was in my room and a certain girl came that we are going to go I said I won't go unless they bring their pastor to come and call me. So I was there and I hope Lulu and I hope Vardy came to the room. I was there with my friends and she said she's waiting for us. We should go and bath. Then we were flexing. So she would take us herself. Then we went, my friend and I met her and we took our bath and we came and that day there was so much joy. The dancing stars. I really enjoyed myself. And when Bishop made the attack again, I came forward again because I was not fully convinced that my sins could be worse yesterday. <laughs> Amen. The following week was um Healing Jesus Crusade and my chief elder by then, Chief Elder Bonsu, he took me to Healing Jesus Crusade and ever since then I became strong in the church. And after obligation camp. I called my chief and I said, I want to start preaching. 
And then he said, I will need the evangelist, the, the Makane. I said, okay. So he gave it to me and I started soaking them. And I started preaching from lecture hall to lecture hall. Amen. Yeah. And by the grace of God now, I'm a shepherd and assisting Lady Pastor Blossom in a brown church. I want to thank the Lord Almighty for my life. And I want to thank Bishop Dark. I really love you for coming to my hostel. For that altar call. In fact, I can't live within 30 minutes in the day without listening to your voice. 30 minutes, I'm always listening. Always listening. I really want to encourage all of us. The messages, they are really real. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a shout? People are being changed. Amen. Please help me welcome Kalipa to give us his testimony. Help me welcome Kalipa. Amen. My name is Kalipa Solokazana. I'm a student of Anakazo Bible Seminary from South Africa. Well, my testimony is about a gift I believe God gave to me when Daddy laid his hands on me, if I'm not mistaken, three years back. It started, well, every year, in fact, year after year, around May, um, Global International Ministries like, likes hosting Daddy as the main speaker in Durban um, in a three- or four-day convention. And um, we would always make our way down from East London, driving eight to nine hours to the convention, hungry and yearning even if it's just to say hello, daddy, or just to shake his hand. But I was always disappointed because we're always going back to East London without having to get a chance to meet daddy or to have a personal word for myself. So I started preparing for his next coming. I started praying, and I remember I took my phone and I went to sell it and some of my few gadgets to have an offering to give to sow. And um, the convention was just about to start, and I added a little fasting. So the first day came, no word, no hello, nothing. The second day came, nothing. And Daddy made an announcement that tomorrow is a healing service. If you know of anybody that needs a healing, be it your family, be it a friend, go and bring the person. And... Um, Okay, the third day came. Daddy was preaching on quiet time. And uh, the service was over. He was now um, ministering to the people. He started praying, making calls, people to pray for. And then I didn't hear a particular call that would make me go to the front. But I just told myself that any call he's going to make next, 
I'm going. I don't remember the call he made, but I remember I was sitting right at the back of the hall. But surprisingly, when he made that call, I was one of the first few people to make... um, I, I found myself to the front. And then, because of the large crowd that was there, he wasn't spending a lot of time when he was praying for people, so he would just touch you, touch you, and then he would move. But then he got to me, I had my hands lifted, my eyes closed, I was believing God for something. Then he just touched me, and then he moved. And then, I believe the devil whispered to me that, you see, you wasted your money, you should have eaten. But then, I felt that blessed hand touch me again. It was soft, it was oily, it was very warm. I don't remember all that he said, but I remember this, these words. He said, God has given you a gift. Embrace it. He moved on. Since that day, I've been thinking and praying to God to reveal this gift to me. And just recently it occurred to me that I believe that gift is a gift of faith. Because I remember my pastor sent me to start a church far away from Apache in East London. I knew nobody in that town, but without analyzing, without thinking, I just jumped to the opportunity and I went and started the church. Even just recently, a door opened for me to come to Ghana for missions. I didn't know what would become of me, but when I heard missions and it's out of your country, I jumped to the opportunity And I found myself in Ghana. Um, Having said all of that, I just want to appreciate God for my life. Without the grace of God, you are looking at a womanizer. You are looking at um, a drunkard. But God has worked in me so much. And um, Daddy, I won't be surprised when you get to heaven. Your crown, you won't be able to carry it. Because you've, you are changing so many lives, and um, I'm really grateful for your life. Thank you. Wow, powerful testimony. Want us to welcome Philip A. Japon to give us his testimony. Help me welcome Philip A. Japon to give us his testimony. Oh, please welcome him. As he comes to the stage, Philip A. Japon. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, my name is Philip A. Japon. <laughs> um, so, I, I have a short testimony. Very, very short. So, I want to... Thank God for my life. It's by a miracle that I'm standing here today. It was um, 27th of January, uh, a Wednesday night. Um, I was just leaving work. I was going to get some food to eat. So I got into a taxi. And then I, I usually don't sit in the front seat of a taxi. I usually sit in the back seat of a taxi. So, But then for some strange reason, I decided to sit in the front seat. I was telling my pastor that I think I heard a voice, like, sit in the front seat. So I sat in the front seat of the taxi. We went through Circle, Kwame Kruma Circle. Um, there was a roadblock for some strange reason. 
Then the taxi driver said, okay, then you go through Graphic Road. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm hungry, so let's, let's keep it moving. Let's go fast. So I'm going through Graphic Road, through Coral Tech, and then up to um, Acropolis. There's like a little intersection. I was on the phone with my cousin. And then as soon as I was still talking on the phone with my cousin, I turned to my right-hand side. There was a huge Metro Mass bus coming top speed at us. All I remember was a huge uh, crash. So then for like, it must have been like 10 minutes. I woke up, nothing. I woke up surprised. I didn't know where I was. I was in total shock. So I'm there thinking, wow, like, what's, what's really happening? So um, all I felt was like the sprinkling water on my face. And then my, my door couldn't open. So they had to drag me out from the other side where the driver was. So I got up. I was, I, I, I was happy. I was happy that I was alive. Basically, I was, I was telling everybody around me to calm down. I said, listen, everybody should calm down. Just let me know. Where, where I am, what's really happening. So then um, I misplaced my phone. I couldn't, I remember any phone numbers. Um, a good Samaritan, I, I say he's an angel, just picked me up, took me to the hospital, rich hospital. And I mean, I just had um, a stitch. They just did like small stitch on my, on my arm. And then this is the amazing part of the story. The taxi driver that was rather sitting on the left-hand side where the impact wasn't, he rather had like um, a fractured neck. He was in a cast, and it doesn't make any sense at all. I I am here telling this testimony because I am very grateful to Bishop Dag for writing this book, Demons and How You Can Deal with Them. Because the Sunday before, my pastor preached um, about how Satan wants to kill you, and I'm like, within three days it happened live. Like, he didn't even wait for a month or two weeks or something. No, no, no. Because Satan really wants to kill you. I was totally surprised that physically I was <clears throat> about to be killed. So that on that Sunday, another amazing thing was that after the whole service, there was um, my, my pastor preaching. He said, no, he, he wants us to continue praying. He said, this, this wouldn't be the year that you die. I thought, oh, okay, I receive it. So this wouldn't, this is the year that you live. This, the, I'm like, oh, okay, it's powerful prayers. But then on the Wednesday, the prayers really came to pass. And I'm here today on my, my second life. That's what I call it. So thank you very much to God. Thank you very much to Bishop Doug for writing that book. Satan does really want to kill us. We should be very, very prayerful. Amen. Thank you. Oh, put your hands together for Philip. Want us to welcome Kojo Amwako to give us his testimony. Help me welcome Kojo Amwako to give us his testimony. My name is Joseph Amwako, a student of Anakazo Bible Ministry Training Center. <laughs> Amen. It all started in the year 2010 when I had scholarship to study in the Philippines in Southeast Asia. But when I got there, 
after my pre-medical course in biomedical science, I had a call from the agency that they can't sponsor me any longer. So I became very frustrated and I didn't know what to do. So I decided to go to Singapore, work and come back to finish my course. But when I traveled to Singapore at the airport, they asked me for money, $10,000, $1,000, but I didn't have it. I was having only $600. They told me that they can't let me enter. So I went back to Philippines and upon getting to the airport, they said, no, I have to go back to Ghana. I said, wow. <laughs> so, so they kept me at the airport for three days because I have to arrange for plane tickets to come back to my country. But thanks be to God, there was an arrangement and I was able to buy a ticket and I came back to Ghana. And when I came, I decided to go back to Thailand to work, to find money. <laughs> So that I could go back to Philippines to finish my medical course. Because I told myself that this is what I want to become. And the biomedical science was not enough. I wanted to become a medical doctor. So when I finished with the visa, I went back to Nigeria for visa because they don't have embassy in Ghana. I went all straight to Abuja. And I even the car that I sat in, one of the Thai God best. <laughs> so when I got a visa, I came back to Ghana. And when my plane ticket was ready, the visa too has expired. <laughs> so I decided to go to Malaysia. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I sent my passport to the agency, and they sent my passport to the embassy, and I got a Malaysian visa. And it was left with a ticket again. So, I called my friend in Thailand, and he bought a ticket with his uh, credit card. And when the ticket came, it was left with six days for my Thailand, uh, Malaysian visa to expire. And, they, and the friend advised me that I shouldn't go, because if I go, I may be frustrated, and it will turn to a different thing. So, I didn't go. So I went back to my reverend and he told me that, Joseph, you have a calling. But I ignored it. One night, I had a dream. And the dream, I found myself in the anatomy and physiology lab. We were dissecting cadaver. That's a human body that we use for the practicals. And a voice told me that, you are not supposed to be here, but you are supposed to be behind the pulpit. And I rebuked the, the voice because I, I said, this is not a good voice. <laughs> I rebuked it. Because... <laughs> I told myself, this is not a good voice because my ambition is to become a medical doctor. And nothing can stop me because I spent one year in the Philippines to learn their language, which is Tagalog. And I was able to flow all because of medicine. So, so I went back again to my reverend. I told him that, looking at the way things are, I may find myself in a situation whereby it will be disastrous. So I want to surrender and go back to the Bible school and to be trained to become a pastor. So I took the recommendation letter. I came here. And I was admitted, and thanks be to God, I was told that it's a full scholarship given by a daddy. And I was so glad, I was so happy that here I am, by the grace of God. Daddy, thank you very much, and God really bless you that today I stand here, and I believe that one day I'll become a very great missionary. And I wouldn't mind to go back to Asia if I could risk my life for medicine. I'll risk my life for the cause of Jesus Christ. 
Thank you very much. Bless you. Hallelujah. How many of you are so blessed by the testimony? We are becoming wiser. Amen. I'm so glad to announce to you that it's time for the word. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, our father is in the house. If you're excited, make some noise. Let's welcome Bishop Dagger Mills. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. We know we are lost without you. We know we don't have direction without you. We know that you are guiding us today. Let your will be done. Thank you for your great blessing. We ask for the mighty Holy Spirit to be with us. Guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. It's exciting to be back here. We're bringing you greetings from South Africa where we've been for some time. Preaching all over the country there. And uh, the Lord was with us. We are back safely by God's grace. Amen. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. Is that what you're supposed to say? And what's the reply? I was born before Valentine was important. It's BBV, born before Valentine. But um, it's supposed to be a time of love. Wow. May we enjoy this wonderful love. Amen. Today I want to share with you um, a few things that I believe are going to be important. Now, before I do, I want to make a couple of announcements. Amen. Um, That I believe are very important for us. Amen. This meeting that we are having here is what I call a monthly first love celebration. So, we are... We are going to have this meeting once in a month, but we are not sure which Sunday it will be. It can be the first, it can be the second, it can be the third, it can be the fourth, but it will have to come on in the month, all right? So, what it means, what it means is that on that day, of the day of the celebration, first love, so we are celebrating the love of God, 
on that celebration time, all of us in the First Love uh, churches will come together and we start on Saturday night, not on Sunday. So, those who are from outside Accra will be able to rather come on Saturday. Yes, and then on Sunday after, then you can go back. So it makes it easier. And we also have places to sleep here, so you can sleep. It's, it's free for those of us who are in First Love Church. So, make sure that you are part of the First Love, when it's the First Love Celebration Sunday. You must be there. So Saturday is when we have our first service, Saturday night. So during the Saturday night service, especially focusing on those who are very serious with the Lord and serious in the ministry. Amen. So all of us should be here because I believe all of you are serious. All unseriousness is declared Banished from your life today. Amen. What do you think? Is it powerful? Now, because we are going to spend the whole day here, we are here for a time. If you don't like uh, God in a church, you may have to join another church. You get it. You may have to join another church. But I know that you like God. Anyone who doesn't like God, you are healed from that curse. Because the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. So, from Saturday and Sunday, we are starting what I call the counseling. If you remember last year, I I mentioned that everybody is going to be counseled and we are going to start today. So, the first 50 or 100 People will be counseled. I'm, I'm counseling you personally. Then I'll, I'll take, I'll take a picture with you, also. Amen. So you must make sure that you, you, you are experiencing the counseling. I have to counsel you. I have to give you a word. Are you listening? That is very important for your life. Amen. So personal counseling, at least the first hundred, it's not going to take a long time, but that face-to-face meeting is very important. And I have to also lay hands, so either during the counseling or during our celebration, you must not be laid hands on less than six times this year alone. There must be a lot of laying on of hands so that... The wisdom will drive out foolishness from you in Jesus' name. Whatever is declared as foolishness, today is cancelled in Jesus' name. Are you listening? So, very important for you to do that. Also, the music uh, groups. We are going to have, you know, I like music and I, I think music is very important in the house of God. So the auditioning of uh, people as well as practice. So we are here. Those who don't like church, don't like God and all those kind of things, you may find it difficult to stay in the church. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, yeah. 
I know it's not you that he is talking about. In Jesus' name. Amen. So that is a blessing. All right? And um, don't forget, all those who are um, in the church, you know, we have schools that we, we, we have. School of Victorious Living, School of the Word, School of what? Solid Foundation, and School of Apologetics, and New Believer School. You know, our church is like a school. It's not really a church in the way you may think with gowns and other things. You get it? It's like a school. It's like an army. And so you must go through the school. So every Sunday, we are, we are from next Sunday, we are presenting certificates. You, you must get a lot of certificates if you are in the church. So every Sunday, we'll be presenting I will not present it personally, but I, I will sign all of them. So once you get your school of the word, school of victoriously, because there are a lot of things you don't know. And so you must uh, know them. A school of the word is very important. School of solid foundation, school of victorious living, and school of apologetics. Apologetics is about um, different religions and Christianity. So it helps you to understand the different things that people believe. And then what, what you also believe. And why you also believe what you believe. Because there are a lot of strong religions all over the place. So you must learn more things so that you are very strong in your Christian faith. And then those who are also in the shepherding schools and pastoral schools. You must also do the schools and then pass your exams. So make sure you are part of all things. Don't, nobody here should be big. You know, I don't like to be in a church and somebody is standing outside. So we know what he's saying. So we are standing outside. That attitude can also, you can also have it in the church where it's like you are in the church, but whatever is going on in the church, you don't actually participate in it. It's like you are above it. It's like sort of like you know everything. Then it should be better for you to go to a more advanced church where you don't know everything so that you join the things that are in the church. What do you think? Is it fantastic? So make sure you do that. Then also, after church, all those who are grown-ups in this church, I'm forming a new group called First Love Elder Brothers. So, if you know that you are here and you are grown-up, you get it. Immediately after church, all elder brothers, we are forming a fellowship where we will all be to for myself and no, because a lot of people are trying to join the first love church who are grown ups. Uh-huh. So when you have grown ups, maybe you want to dance, then the way the grown up will look at you, then you won't dance again. And even I've noticed that first lovers are no more dancing as they should. Whatever keeps you from dancing, whatever rope. It's around your leg. I cut it off today in the name of Jesus. When you are in the house of God, this is the place we can dance. Hallelujah. So it's not only the dancing stars who are going to dance for us. We are all going to dance. And those of us who are even older, maybe we are not able to have moves. It means you are in the Elder Brothers Fellowship. But the Elder Brothers Fellowship cannot dominate the church. 
The church is, is, for, is for children. If you are grown up, you must know that it's a special visa as of acceptance that has been given to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But the church is for people that are young and who like, who have energy. Yes. Wow. No, there is a difference between a young person and an older person. The older people will not admit it. But if they will admit it, they will tell you that the bones are not the same. Are you listening to me? And then don't forget the word amen. It's a, it's a word you must learn to scream amen. When you, when you hear, when you receive a word from the Lord and you hear something good that is coming your way, don't forget to scream amen. Because I don't want any blessing to pass through any of the doors. Or even to be able to pass from the front to the back. Hey! You must be receiving the prophecies and the words. Like our brother said, you know, Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 24, Thy testimonies are my counselors. Yes, thy testimonies are my delight and my counselors. You see, you, you, you will, when they say, oh, you will not die this year. You are blessed. This and that. You will think that it's just a saying. You know? But as you get older, you will see that you know why older people are more quiet. Yes. They are calmer. Because they are more conscious of certain things that you are not conscious of. Yeah. They are more conscious of things. And when you stay around, you see things happening, you will not believe that it is life that you are in. So when you hear blessings, you see that people that are wise, you know, they, 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 they receive. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because real faith is like you are joking. That's real faith. You see, when you sat on your chair, you never expected it to break. You see, so you, you sit very casually. That is, you really have faith in the chair. That is why you sat down on the chair without even thinking. So, when you hear good things and wonderful things, and you keep saying amen, and you keep declaring them over your life, it's like a joke. You no more think about it. It becomes more real. Rather than saying, I believe I have a Toyota. I believe I have a Toyota. You say it 150 times. I believe I have a Toyota. When you don't, it's because you don't believe you have a Toyota. That's why you are even saying it 150 times. But the day that you say casually and without even thinking, I have a Toyota. Yes. That is the day that you have faith. And what you say in your heart and you believe with your mouth, with your heart, you believe it will happen. Other than that, other than that, other than that, you are not saved. Your salvation depends on this principle. 
that you believe in your heart and you say it with your mouth, your whole salvation depends on that. So, if, if, you, if you doubt it, you are doubting even your salvation. So, when you believe in your heart and you say something with your mouth, it's very powerful. That's how people get married. You say, do you, do you take this one? I say, I do. Do you take whatever I do? Will you always do that? I will. Will you always say, I will? Amen. You are married. That's it. A very big thing happens by just saying, I do. Okay, I will. Yes. Will you do? Yes. Amen. That's all. Suddenly, your status has changed. Whatever is keeping your status at the lower level is being removed in Jesus' name. God is changing your status by your faith and the things that you say. Amen. So, please, don't forget. You suddenly see that your life is changed by a word of your mouth. And that is the way it is going. Amen. Amen. So, let us believe greatly in our laying on of hands. What you say, amen, to say it well. Don't just say, oh, okay, mm, that's wonderful. No, say amen. And don't say a, hey, say amen. I believe that. Yeah. Amen is different from a. A is also nice, but amen is the one that is taking it. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So let's get on with, um, I'm going to teach about the two groups that exist in the world. And you'll be in the better group. Hey, I said you will be in the better group. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 and verse 24 and he said unto them take heed what you hear with what measure you meet it shall be measured to you again and unto you that hear hmm and to you that hear, all right, shall more be given. Amen. And verse 25. For he that hath, to him shall be given. Amen. And he that has not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Wow. This verse gives us the two groups. The groups who have and the groups who have not. He that hath and he that hath not. You will be among those who have. Yeah. Is there anybody got an empty chair by you? Some, some three people standing there. Lift your hand if you've got an empty chair. Come in. Walk quickly. Anywhere where you see a hand, just walk. Nearer the front is even better. Come nearer the front. 
Go come to the front, it's better. He that hath and he that hath not. That is what Ghana is made up of. He that hath and he that hath not. That is what every country is made up of. He that has and he that hath not. Is it not true? So, what I am sharing with you is to help you to become one of the he that hath team. He that hath. Yes, that's the group I want you to be in. He that hath everything, you know, that can be had, you will have it. So, you must decide by the power of God to become this person. For he, he, the he in that Mark 4, the he, the first he, is he that he, the person, he that hath. You are going to be in that group. Because there's another group. There's another group there. He that hath not. He hath not. Is another group. Every country is made of these two groups. Every church has these two groups. Every school you attend will have these two groups. Is it not true? Don't you remember when you were in school? There is the he that hath and there is the he that hath not. Isn't it? At Legon, there is the he that hath and he that hath not. True or not true? In tech, there is the he that hath group. He that hath and he that hath not. At your workplace, the same job. The same building. Same, no, not the same qualification. The same building. You will see within the same building, there are four floors. There is in that building, he that hath. And in the same building, he that hath not. They are all there. Your destiny is sure. I say your destiny is sure. You will be among the he that has. Amen. Amen. Sit, sit down, sit down. Yes. Okay. So, that's why I want to lay hands on you. Because I want to pray for you until you switch groups. Yes, completely. Amen. Amongst grown-ups, grown-ups, you see, among students, we have the two groups. There are students who have and students who have not. 
When I was in school, I was he that hath. Yes. My father gave me more money than when I started to work. My salary as a doctor was less than my pocket money. Mm. Yes. And my father gave me a brand new car when I was in school. Brand new. So I was in he that hath in school. Because many people didn't have anything. And money. You get it. Now when you come out of school, we also have workers who are in these two groups. Because many of you in school feel that when I finish school, I will join automatically he that hath. But it's not like that. In the workers group also, we have the two groups. He that hath and he that hath not. Yeah. You are in the better group. And I am going to teach you and preach to you and lay hands on you and counsel you until you are clearly far from the border. The border of he that hath and he that hath not. Can I have an amen? One of the most difficult things in the world is to prosper. Yes. If you look closely, you see that even those who have finished school, it's not as you thought it was. Sometimes you even wonder that when you were a student, you didn't you have more money than when you were working. You wait and see. So, ladies and gentlemen, I really believe this very complicated and complex um, ability, do you see, um, comes from God. Because the real secret to flourishing and prospering and joining this first he that hath to join that group. It, it comes from God. And you know the Bible says labor not to be rich. In other words, don't even try. Labor not to be rich. <laughs> Many are laboring to be rich and are still not becoming rich. Hey! Then the Bible gives a very wonderful, mysterious reason for riches. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing of the Lord. Wow. Wow. The blessing of the Lord. Look at the verse, Proverbs 10.22. You can see it on the screen. The blessing of the Lord. It. The word is it. It, what is the it? The it is the blessing. So you, you read the Bible and you find that people 
who became rich had a certain blessing on their lives. Yes, Abraham, the Lord blessed him. The Lord blessed Abraham. And anybody, Jacob, Isaac, he blessed him and he became rich and he increased. And that is how come you notice that Jews, whatever they seem to be doing, mysteriously, it becomes a lot. So, behind it all, you have this mysterious blessing of the Lord that makes a person rich. But this blessing of the Lord, you see, many people don't recognize the, diff, the, the power of God because the power of God comes through when the power of God and most of the power of God comes through the wisdom of God. Most of the electric power we have comes through wisdom of the wisdom of electricity. Most of the power. Like the power that is powering these lights. The power that we are using to hear. It comes through the wisdom and the revelation of electricity. The electric bulb. Electric power. Energy. That's how the power comes to us. The power comes through the revelation. And the power comes through the wisdom. And the power comes through all that. You know, in Isaiah, many people don't know, like in Isaiah 59, I believe, he says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against the enemy. Now, Many people do not understand. Can you put that verse up? Is the man, is it Emmanuel who is doing this? I don't think so. Solomon, fast with your scriptures. Now, you find out that when the enemy is attacking you, even if it is, uh, what do you call it? Sickness. Sickness. Huh? Do you get it? Let's say you are attacked with sickness. As many people are attacked with sickness or problems. Okay. What does the Bible say? The spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard. Now, what is the spirit of the Lord? The spirit of the Lord is the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, which is like science. Do you see? Now, that that word standard will lift up a standard. That word standard is a word which means like something like an escape or an exit. And it also means to cause to disappear. So when the enemy comes against you, through the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, it will, that thing that is coming against you will be caused to disappear. It's like as if it is not there. Yeah. Many of us would not be alive if the enemy of death have not been caused to disappear by the wisdom of the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom. Many, many of us here would, be, would not be alive. You would not have survived even childbirth, malaria, and many, many diseases. And many people have many diseases. Asthma, hypertension, sickle cell disease, epilepsy, Madness, diabetes, all these are caused to disappear. Like it's as if it's not there. 
by the spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding, spirit of wisdom. So people think that medicine is like, when you take medicine, it's like you are forsaking God. Or like God is not part of, of it. But where does the knowledge come from? You see, it's the knowledge and the wisdom that causes many of these things to disappear. And people who joke with the spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding, they welcome enemies to their houses. Yes, they welcome a lot of enemies to their homes. And actually cause these enemies to reside and take up residence. Because you wouldn't lift up a standard or I like the me I like one of the explanations of that word to cause to disappear. Like to cause the malaria to disappear. To cause the sickness that has come to disappear. Whatever is trying to kill you is disappearing today in Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. As if it didn't come. And many, 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 many great, wonderful things that are... not wonderful, but evil things that seem to be happening or want to attack you, this is the magic key, the the Holy Spirit. You see, wisdom doesn't look powerful. It looks like, oh, do this or do this, then you'll be be wise. But like I said, the electric power, which if any of us touch, we all die. It comes from the spirit of knowledge, wisdom, understanding, revelation, light. Light. That's why the Bible says, arise, shine. Arise and start shining in this life. Because light has come. Your light has come. Light, revelation, knowledge has come. Arise and shine. Yes, you shine from today. You'll be a shining star. Because light and revelation is coming to you. So, you know, God has given me a great revelation from of a number of scriptures in the Bible. That, that revelation is something God has taught me. And you see, as my spiritual children, it, will, it is in your interest to walk in that light. Because the light is for all of us to walk in. Yes. It is in your interest. To walk in the light that has been given. Because, you know, many of these are supernatural. In fact, perhaps because some of them seem to come casually, you will not realize the supernatural element. Like John said, the Lord sent and signified it unto me by his angel. Most of the time when there are revelations, it is sent and signified by the angel of the Lord. That is why when he was sending messages to the churches, each time there was an angel about it. So it was an, it's right to the angel, right to the angel. Because angels are greatly involved in what we are doing. Some of the stars you see in the sky are angels. When you read the Bible, you see, and I saw a star fall out of heaven. He opened, he had a key and he opened the pit. Yes, some of the stars that you see, the blinking, some of them are stars, are angels. The star had the key, came to open the pit. Yeah. 
They are blinking like that. They are stars. You have no idea what a star is when you see. It's fantastic. And uh, the sun is one of the small stars. Ataris is 1,000 bigger. Arcturus, 1,000, 2,000 times bigger than the sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nothing. We have no idea what we are dealing with. Yeah. So, when you come to this earth, yeah, when you come to this earth, you must believe. You see, because God wants to give you and, and myself light. Light to walk on. Even in the short time that I've been in the first life church, those who have not taken the light seriously have suffered for it. Yes. In the short time that I've been here. Many people say, Bishop, whatever you say, I will do. But when you say, they don't do. When I was in South Africa recently, I tried that. Whatever you say, I'll do. I tried a number of times. And a number of people. I'll do what you say. But it is not true. There are some people, what you say they will do. So learn it. Because... God has a great plan for us. Now, one of the most terrible, terrible, terrible evils in this world hmm, is the evil of poverty. Almost every bad thing is associated with poverty. Yes. Poverty is like a disease that befalls large sections of the world. Huh? You will never have that disease. And that poverty is what Jesus described in Mark 4.25 when he says, He that hath not he that has not is equal to poverty. But you don't have. You don't have shirts. You don't have shoes. You don't have cars. You don't have money. You don't have dresses. You don't have phones. You don't have iPads. You don't have dollars. You don't have CDs. You don't have rants. You don't have anything. He that hath not. It's a big group in the world. And it is not easy to move from he that hath not to he that hath. Remember that Solomon said, Wisdom in his left hand is riches, in his right hand is long life. Revelation and light makes you rich as well. God is not against riches. Oh. God is not against riches. At all. But God is against misrepresenting him as far as riches are concerned. Now, God has not made me poor. I am not a poor person. There is nothing poor about me. 
Following God has not made me poor. Yes. Following God has not made me poor at all. Yes. And following God will not make you poor. Like father, like son. You didn't hear it. I said like father, like son. Your destiny is a glorious destiny. Amen. Now, the enemy has come in like a flood. Isaiah 59, verse 19. A flood, when you say flood, it's like it affects the masses. It's not a stream which is in one line, but it's a flood. And the flood has flooded a lot of people, okay, are flooded with this flood of great difficulty. Great difficulty in surviving, in living. He that hath not. So, it is so high that in my book, when I, when I myself read my book, he that hath, to him shall be given. He that has not, even what he has will be taken away. I am amazed at the depth of things that are in it. Yes. And no, there's nobody in this room, and even those listening to me, who know what is in that book. Yes. But it is a great light God has given me. You are standing in what, perhaps probably the largest Private tertiary institution and campus built. Yes, in the country. Yes, it's a light. If you've been around, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You are, you are part of the largest charismatic church. Yes, from north to south of Ghana. You may not want to, you may not know that you are in it. That's it. That's what's happening practically. He that has. Yes. What you used to call our, our headquarters, the Kodesh, is now a branch. It's now a branch. The Kodesh is now one of our... Because once I'm not there, that's not the headquarters. Yeah. This is the headquarters. We are in the headquarters. Yes. Hmm. The quarters of the head. <laughs> you are looking at the author, African author, of the largest selling, widest selling author in Africa. Yes. You may not know that. Yeah. You may not know that because we don't say it, we don't talk that way. But I'm saying this for you to really look upon. I say, He that hath, He that hath churches or buildings or cathedrals or members, 
or money. Hey. And he that hath not is a flood. You are out of the flood. You are out of the flood. You are out of the flood. Hey. Sit down. The largest crusades in Africa today. You are looking at the evangelist who is conducting those crusades all over Africa. Yes. African evangelists. Yes. But you may not know. Sit down. I am telling you this so that you will, your, your eyes will be tuned and you will not be deceived by my batik shirts. When you see me walking with Charlie Water somewhere. Yes. Don't be deceived. Yes. He that hath. And he that hath not. Are you listening to me? It, it is one of the most important and significant revelations. And everybody must have this particular book. I'm, going to, I'm teaching you from the book. And I want you to believe as you hold the book that whatever is in the book, whatever light is in the book will practically be part of your life. Practically. Practically. Not that it will be a theory somewhere that is not manifesting in your life, but it will be practical. Are you listening to me? Yes. Now, the flood of poverty is not only in Africa. It's across. You see, the glitter and the pictures you see on CNN and on the news are very deceptive about what is happening there. If you take South Africa, South Africa looks, when you arrive at the airport, you feel that you are in Holland. When you, when you first get there, you think that you are in Holland. But if you work there, you see that it's one of the poorest countries, even from our offerings. The lowest offering of all the countries we've ever been to is from South Africa. The lowest. They are the poorest. But it looks the richest. But it's the poorest. Yes, amazing. It looks like the richest, but our experience is that it's the poorest. Yes. Amazing. It's not what somebody is telling me. I don't, I don't look at figures, but you can have a crowd like this. We take an offering at a crusade. You, you get 300, one of our crusades, we have $357. Big crowd. All the sometimes the security van that comes for the the security uh, van that comes for it costs more to pay them than the offering that we, we, we received. Yes, that's why some people don't even take offerings at crusades. But compared with the different countries, Senegal, Mali, Liberia, Sierra Leone, oh, this is the lowest. So you see, they have rather have a lot of pride about something. But actually, the flood has flooded out the whole place. 
even in Europe and America, you will see that when your relative goes there, he rarely comes back. You haven't noticed it. You haven't noticed that when your relatives go to America, 18 years, he has never been back home. Huh? Amazing. And they'll send you pictures that they are in America. But what has happened is that many of them have joined he that has not in America. So I, I want you to, each key that I share with you, huh, each key that I share with you, always bear at the back of your mind that the master key to any kind of prosperity is the blessing of the Lord. And that blessing of the Lord, the Bible teaches to me, my master key for my life, which is a light for us, is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be added. No matter what work you are doing, seeking first the kingdom of God. Because even pastors don't seek first the kingdom of God. Pastors don't seek the kingdom of God first. Many pastors seek money first. If I was seeking money, I wouldn't have gone to South Africa. If I was seeking money, I wouldn't do certain things. If I was seeking money, I would, my books would be a business. But my books are not a business. If I was seeking money, I would, be, would find me in places where they are supposed to have money. That is not what I am. You see that I am in all kinds of places. So brothers and sisters, the master key, the blessing of the Lord is actually... So Jesus will not share his glory with anyone. So no matter the keys that are taught, the glory and the praise and the thanksgiving for life and blessing and prosperity comes from him. He is the one we, are, we have to do with. He is the one we are dealing with. He is the one who can provide and does provide. Without his provision, you will not even be feeling well to go and work. You can enter a doctor's office when you are coming out. What you heard there, you can't work again. Yes. If you are young, you will not know what I'm saying. It's real. So remember that the master key. Are you listening? Yes. Is seek ye first the kingdom of, and it will always be. No matter the work you are doing. No matter the course you are doing. You seek God even when you are in school. I'm not against school. I cannot, I cannot be against school. I believe in school because I went to school. And I see a difference between people who go to school and those who don't go to school. That is why even those who don't, did not take school seriously and come to Anakazo Bible School, we try to give you the equivalent of a university experience that maybe you didn't get in the secular world. We try to give you that experience here. That is our aim. That's why, that's why, that's why it's a special campus. You see, going to university when you stay in town is different from staying on a campus. 
Yes. You see, there are two different experiences. Staying in town and going to school is different. A campus life is different from just being in town and going for some classes in some buildings that they arrange in town. Yes. True. But the master of it all is seek God. So when you are in school, you can seek God. When you are working as a lawyer, you can seek God. When you are working in your office, you can seek God first. When you are a politician, you can seek God first. When you are a pastor, you can seek God first. In every area, you can seek God first. But in all these areas, many people don't seek God first. You would even think that a reverend minister will seek God first. But it's not true. Not true. So, I'm going to give you one key. But this is also the Holy Spirit. You see, what I'm about to share with you, do you understand? As a key forward for, 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 for you to join the he that have. I mean, it's a characteristic of those who have. It's something that I don't want you to be confused to think that it is separate from seeking the kingdom of God first. Seeking the kingdom of God first is always part of our lives. The blessing of the Lord is always part of our life. It is he who gives us those wisdom. That wisdom that will let you have a certain way of doing things that will make you become he that has. Oh, you don't understand my message? Do you understand or you are confused? Should I say it again? I should say it again. What I'm saying is that he that has, they do certain things always that makes them have. But you can start copying he that has, but you still not have. Because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And also because seek ye first the kingdom of God and his right, and he will add those things. Labor not to be rich. So you, your God seeking God, you know, like one person, until you know a person's heart, you never really know his principles. You don't know the heart that I have for God. You don't know the heart that I have for God or the love that I have for God. You may try so a bishop, he says, one of his principles are diligence. Principle number two is uh, working over time. Principle number three is uh, connect, connectivity. And principle number four is loyalty. So these are the principles. You can never, you, you don't know the heart that I have for God. Yes. Until you know my heart for God, you don't know me. You know about me, but you don't know me. And you may think I'm following this thing that Bishop about. What you are not following, the, the essential part of seeking the kingdom of God and of loving God, that is the basic thing of a Christian. That is what leads to all the other things. So it is in seeking God that God now reveals to you the light which makes you become he that has. It's when you see God and say, okay, now that you are close to me, let me whisper to you a secret. Let me whisper into your soul one of my secrets. Let me whisper into you, let me give you a glimpse into glory, just a glimpse. 
I tell you, just that idea that electricity can be light, this is what I've made, changed the whole world. Just one idea. Yes. Power! Everything is different. Yeah. Everything is different. So, it's the, it's the mighty Holy Spirit who gives the revelation. And when he gives you light, you march on and you begin to shine. You begin to shine. Yes, you can do philosophy, you can do medicine, but you won't shine. You can do many courses, but you will never really shine. The glory will never be on your life. Because it takes more than a course in the university to shine. And today I want to show you what it takes more, more than a course in the university to shine. You are the next person to be declared to be shining. Yes. You are a shining star. I'm raising up a an army of shining first love stars. Amen. 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 Yes. I said I'm raising an army of shining first love stars. Arise and shine. Why should you shine? Why should you shine? For thy light. You see, light is personalized. That's why I say that the light God has given me is a light for this house, is a light for my children, is a light that has been given to me. Not that he's not giving it to others, but there are so many other lights given to other places. But this is the light God has given to me. That's why I said in Deuteronomy 4, this is the word that the Lord has given to you. And this is a great commandment for you to take seriously. Shine. And I'm shining. I'm shining. That's why I say, don't joke. When you say something, my name means brightness. That's the meaning of my name. That's the meaning of my name. In other countries, day, day, morning, day. Daylight, shining, brightness. So, you'll be saying the words as if you are joking. As if you don't mean, but it's working for you. You are shining in Jesus' name. Arise and shine. For thy light has come. Your light. This is light for you. I hope you are listening to me. Alright. Sit down. I don't know why you are standing. Now, these are the characteristics of he that has. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. And God said... Let us make man in our image. 
Amen. Amen. And after our likeness, in other words, let us make man to be, to look like us, and to be like us. Uh, This is what he didn't say for any animal. This is, this is the only thing he didn't say to the animals when he made them. But for us, he said, let them look like us and let them be like us. Amen. Wow. What does that mean? Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air, and over the earth, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, alright, created he them. Now, what was the first characteristic of God? That was found in man. When God created man. Listen, listen to the question. This is the light. This is where the light is coming on. Are you receiving the light? At the back, are you getting the light? I said this is where the light is coming on. It either stays off or it stays on. God has many characteristics. He's a healing Jesus. He's a God of light. He's a living God. He's powerful, everything, so many. What is the first characteristic that you see about God in Genesis, when at the very beginning, when he made God, when God made man? What was the first characteristic when God said, when, when, when God made man? What, what do you think is the most outstanding characteristic of God? Huh? Is it his love? Like God so loved the world. Like God is a loving God. Oh God, your love. Isn't it? We have songs about God's love. Greater love has no man. That greater love. We have songs about God's love is the greatest. And all that. But the question is, when God made man, this is the light point. This is the switch of light. What was the main characteristic? What do you think it was? Creator. He had, man had not done anything bad for him to forgive him, to love him. There was nobody to show love or forgiveness or kindness or patience. God is a patient God. God is patient. God is forgiving. God is loving. God is kind. Gentle. No, there was nobody to be gentle with. There was no need to be gentle. The characteristic was creating That is it, creating. So in creating and being creative, you are like God. And in being non-creative, non-creative, you are not like God. You You are more like the animals. All right. So superiority, superiority. Like when you see he that hath, if a he that hath drives in with his rich car, 
you see the he that had a big car or a nice car driving in. Is it not true? Uh, you would feel that this is a superior person, like he's superior to us. So even the person at the gate, when you see the person with the car, you should not even open the gate. You say, ah, open, open, open. Do you know me? Open the gate. And you see people who, call them, who say they are security guards opening the gate just because of a big car. Your mind is not working well. Because you sense superiority like a superior person is present, isn't it? Now God made the earth, heaven and earth, and he made the heavens, he created. God is creating all the time. This is a big characteristic that makes you like God. And where you meet people who are not creative, you see that they are like, more like animals. And they are dominated by those who create. Those who created iPhones and Samsung phones dominate those who don't create anything. Huh? True or not true? Those who create things become richer. Always. Yes. Those who make things. Those who make things. Those who make, to create is to make something that is not there. They dominate those who don't make anything. So when you go to the cities of non-creative people, you not see high buildings. You not see steel. You not see buildings. You see nothing. And he that heart is always creative. He that has. Now listen all. Listen. Anybody who is creative has moved higher. Moved higher. What do we mean by creative? Create means to cause something to exist that was not. Even to build is to be creative. To build. Just to build this is to be creative. To build this hall is to be creative. Even if you copied it from somewhere, it's to be creative. Yes. To start a church is to be creative. Because you are causing something that did not exist before. To exist. Yes. I can never be poor. I have too many churches who will care for me for the rest of my life. Oh yes. Oh yes. How long will I live? How long will I live? Yes. How much can I eat? Eh? You don't think so? Plenty. Anybody who is creative and creates, moves up and joins he that heart straight away. Oh yeah. Even, Even the church work is like that. Like you create a church. You have entered a group that you were not part of. Yeah. You may think, oh, it's creative. So, do I have to invent a light bulb? I have to invent, um, I have to make an invention, you know, invent something or maybe some special thread or a laptop. No. To, to cause a church which did not exist before to exist is to enter an upper class. I'm telling you, you have moved into first class. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> it's still fantastic. Because you see, to let let's take to to let a church exist, uh, let's say like first love church. First love church. As you are soon, we are soon going to have our own banners and all these poop, uh, what do you call these other baskets and yes, all those things. Very soon we'll be launching them. Yeah. It's to create something new that was not there before. You'll be rich. You'll be rich. Oh, yes. And anybody who has followed it or even followed in the wake of it. When I say the wake, like, you know, like when a boat is going, you see the foam that is behind it. You follow in that confusion that is behind the creation. In, your, in that, you always prosper. That is why all those who are close to even living in Seattle, those who even live there, where Bill Gates lives, those who even live there, they are all. Once I was in a church in Seattle, you know, and they took an offering. And they mentioned an amount, and they said 100 people. And the 100 hands went like this. <laughs> I said, Wow, yes. No, 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 no. Like that. Everybody they just gave it like that. Straight cash, one touch. Yes. Scary cats can never be rich. Scary cats. Scared of everything. Scared to try. Scared to start. Scared to take a step. Huh? You, you, you think about white people who made aeroplanes. When, when they have to make the first plane. And who has to fly it to test it? Who is going to test it? And who is going to test when they are trying to go to the moon? And by the way, our telescope will soon be available. We are going to look at the stars. I want you to see what God has made. Yeah. I tell you. Arturus, a star. One thousand times bigger than the sun. Say the sun is a small boy. Yes. The sun is a small boy compared to several of the stars. You can't even imagine. Yeah. This is a God we are. That's why when we are full of ourselves, it's wonderful. So for God to make us in his image. Like to just make new things and nice things. So when you don't make anything, you just live in hearts, you don't build, you don't make it different, you don't do anything. It's to degrade yourself from the way God made you. Oh yes. Look, I wish, do we have a place we can watch? Uh, we need to have something we can watch big things on. They sent a space rocket. I think it was in 1996. This way. They sent it back this way. Do you know this way? You don't know what is this way? (laughs) Uh, The sun rises where? 
You said north. Bring me some water, please. This girl says that the sun rises in the north. Fire, fire the, the young lady. Okay. Where does the sun rise? In the east. Okay. Ames came to do what? When I had finished. I think she deserved more. That is why. Listen. This way is um, these people. Pluto, Saturn. No, my, what is it? My very eyes. So there are only two before us. There are only two. Mercury, Venus, and then we are. And we are very small like this. And then after that, you're going this way. It's getting colder. Mars, then Jupiter, which is 1,000 times bigger than the Earth. Jupiter is 1,000 times. It has 56 moons. Yes, we have one. It has 56 moons. Going around like this. Yes, moons. 56. Going around it like that. And some of them are huge. Some of them are bigger than the earth. Moons, they are going around. And it's also going around the sun. This way, the sun is down here. I told you the sun is this way. They sent a, a rocket eh, around 1996 or 97. It got to Saturn, that is Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars is next. Jupiter, Saturn. It got there around 2005. Yes. A top speed rocket. It got to Saturn around 2005. Then when it got there, it started filming. Come and see. Rings. When you see Saturn, I I watched a video of it. You, You will kneel down. You will kneel down to worship. I can't even imagine why somebody will not believe in God. But that is why, in addition to the spirit of wisdom, you always have the spirit of the fear of the Lord or the spirit which attributes things to the Lord. It's the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Like, I fear God and I attribute it to God. That is why uh, Philip's testimony, he said the bus came and hit the side. He could have said that, well, I'm the type I'm the type who escapes. I'm the type. I'm a quick thinker. So I just know what is happening. Uh-huh. But to attribute it to God is the fear of God. So you may have the wisdom to make a rocket and all that, but when it gets there and you are seen, you must attribute things to God. When they got there, you see Saturn round like this with rings. It's like you just see suspended in the and you see God doesn't even care that you haven't seen it. It's only now 2005 that they are seeing the thing. Because when you look at it from the telescope on earth, it just looks, you see the light with a bit of light around it. It looks a little bigger. But you can't see the rings. When they got there, oh! I mean, these things are all, God doesn't mind at all that human beings don't know what he has created. But the main thing is that he has created. Oh, yes. And many of those twinkling stars, they are, many of them are angels. That's why the Bible says the dragon fought 
and with his tail he removed one third of the stars from heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? His tail. Yeah. Remove them. Yes. So, friends and brethren, what I'm trying to tell you is that the, the, the main thing about God, and when you get, you keep going this way, I've shown you the way, when you go this way, you get to Pluto, which they don't, they say it's not even, when you take a picture of the sun from Pluto, it becomes twinkle, small star. Very tiny. The way you know that the thing is a star is that it twinkles. When it's not a star, it doesn't blink like that. It stays the same. But when it's a star, it's twinkling. That's God. That's your God. He's making things. Wild things. The animals, the snakes, the lizards, the monkeys, the types of... We have, we have, we have albino lions. We have white lions. Different types of leopards. I mean, different, everything. There's plenty. So God made the heavens and he made everything in his image. And he made man to be like him. Wow. So when you withdraw from that characteristic. Ah, so when we even invite, when I, when I come today and I say, we are having first love celebration. You see, it's, it's something, it's a new creation. It's something created that has been created and formed. Okay, this is a, a wonderful thing that we are going to do. But non-creative people, they don't like such things. When you come up with something, so, eh, so how will it be? Will it be, eh, so what time? And so, will it be? Standard response. Standard response. And the brother who came from South Africa, one day you'll be a star, you'll be amazed. Because you dared to come and try something with your life. Yes. Look, a church, eh, is the most wonderful thing you can ever be involved in creating and organizing and putting together. Very complicated. When you think of a body, the veins, the heart, the arteries, the kidneys, the complex chemicals that are flowing through your body, hmm, there is a God. Very, very complicated God. Very complex. Even the desire that man has for a woman is so amazing. And the desire that a woman has for a man is even more amazing than the desire that a man has. Yes, it's more amazing. Oh, yes. And brothers, never think that you like the girls more than they like you. They like you more than you like them. I'm telling you. Are you listening? So, I am sending you out of this place 
us made in the image of God. Like God. That is why every street here is named. I see a street here. It says, Lord, I know you need somebody's street. It's a creation. Yes. Not the back. Or the annex. Or block three. Old block, new block. You will notice in the church. That spirit of creativity. Listen, no, that's why I'm saying that it's a light. Oh. That spirit of creativity. Creating something. Don't be afraid of it. It's the, it's the first nature of God. Before God even had to use his love. Because now, the one we know most about is his love. Because we are so bad. So it's like we really, really need his love. I mean like... Charlie, God, it's your love. You are a loving God. Oh, God, amazing love. Hey. How sweet the sound. All are, so, creativity of God has been pushed to the background. But actually, that is the characteristic that causes you to shift. It's the fir- Look, it's the first thing. You know? I always wanted to go to Venice. I was able to go there once, one time. Because I heard a prisoner describe the difference between Venice and Napoli or Naples. He was in prison in Naples. And his, his concern was that, why is it that his town, which is Naples, Napoli, also in Italy, is poor? When they have land, so much land, Huh? Farmland, rich. They have resources. But Venice, what was built by people who were running away from some invaders and they built their houses in the swamp. In the swamp. You, you will not believe it till you go there. There is nothing like a car there, only boats. You come out of your house, you go into a boat. Taxi is a boat. Ambulance is a boat. Bus is a boat. There is police is a boat. Everything is a boat. Literally. Yes. So, listen. You ask yourself, why is it that the person who has natural resources doesn't become rich? Napoli had it, but Venice didn't have even a piece of land. They were rather the rich part of Italy. Do you know why? Because when you go there today, they will take you, they, they, they started creating something. They started making glass. They are famous for making glass. They have special glass things that they make. And then, which no one was, else was doing. So everybody will come and buy from them and they became rich. And they were also good at making uh, some lace. Lace. They were famous for. Now there's no more. But that, they also, these are the two things they were famous for. Yeah. So, Spain. Spain. Went mining. Digging. Which does not need creativity. Brought the gold. 
Then Spain was rich. But after some time, all the gold moved to Venice and moved to Holland. Holland also is underwater. You know Holland, the water is high. So it's also no farming. So just thinking and creativity. That is the first discovery that he that has uses his mind and creates something that he that hath not just harvests oranges, tomatoes, cassava, corn, cocoa, shea butter, coconuts, timber, cuts down, plucks, waits for the coconut to fall down, and he's okay. Are you listening to me? Yeah. When God anointed me to build the church, even to build this school, this school, if, if, if we want to turn it into a resort, or we want to turn it into a, a, a place for so many things, and on its own, there is nothing like this in Accra. In Ghana. Yes. True. So by, by, that's why I said that seeking the kingdom of God. If it is business we want to do hope, then we are all set. We are set for business. But meanwhile, that is not what we are trying to do. By seeking the Lord, we are becoming richer. Because we are not doing business here. This is not a business center. We are not trying to make money. Interesting. Those who are not trying to make money are getting the money. Those who are trying to get the money are not getting the money. Creativity. You will be creative. You will be creative. You will be creative. Receive the light of creativity. In Jesus name. Yes. It's possible. It's possible. Let's sit down. I want you to believe it. You see. If you go to Cuba, there are two sides, the poor side and the rich side of Cuba. Did you know that? The west side and the east side. The west side is rich. The poor side is, the east side is poor. Do you know the difference? The east side, they have sugar cane. They, they, they harvest sugar cane. The rich side, they grow tobacco. Now, the, listen, oh, listen. The farmers at the sugarcane side, they use cutlasses to slash the. That's how you harvest sugarcane, like this. But the farmers on the other side, the tobacco side, you need a scale to cut the leaves for the tobacco. That takes some scale, some more creativity than. Just those two, that the two. You see, God made you like him, like intelligent to so when you work where you don't even use what you are created for, it's you are downgraded. That's what that's why I say that starting a church, being a missionary, doing some it's so one of the most challenging and you can never take it, nobody can ever take it away from you. If you have been able to build a church, what 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 what, what else is there? I'm telling you. That's the truth. You see, I'm applying this to my work. Now, some of you will be thinking that, you know, you are creating, uh, what do you call it, uh, 
You have to invent a laptop. Or, no, no, no. But you see, it applies in many areas of life and work. Yes. Creativity. The books I've written, even the names of the books. Yes. The, the names of the books. I'll never be poor. I can't be poor. I can't be poor. When I've written a book like He That Had, or I've written a book called Anakazo. Yes. No, no, no. Receive creativity. And the first step to receiving creativity is to not criticize creative people. Don't criticize creative people. When you, when you see creativity at work, don't even have one negative thought about it because it blocks you from learning and receiving. When you criticize me, you, you, you will not be able to receive. Because you can't, you can't receive from somebody you criticize. When you admire, your eyes start to be filled with light. You see, when you get closer, and God says, come, let me tell you one of my secrets. Secrets are the reason why people are blessed. Secrets, secrets. And the closer you get, then you hear something. Job spoke about it in Job 29. He said, when the secret of the tab of the Lord was on my tabernacle, like when, in the days when God showed me some of his secrets. Yes. This is a great secret. Put that verse, Job, beautiful verse, Job 29, I believe. When the secret of God was on my tabernacle. Tell this guy, yeah, Job 29, as I was in the days of my youth, when the secret of God was on my tabernacle. You see, there was a time when I was having the secrets of God. The secret, the revelation. God, God doesn't care that you don't know about Saturn and the ring. Like the rings of Saturn are like the, the planet is there. Then there are rings around it like this. It forms a flat, flat ring with colors. And God doesn't care that you don't know about it. He doesn't. Now it took them up several years for the rocket together to start filming it. Yeah. In the days of my youth. This is one of the great secrets. To have a, a chapel called Greater Love Chapel. Or Art of Shepherding Center. Wow. Or even the word shepherd. People laugh at me for that word shepherd. You're laughing at me when I say shepherd, shepherdorial work or shepherding. <laughs> My bishops are preaching this morning. They are preaching all over. In cathedrals. All over the world. Yes. In the biggest churches in Accra and all over. Many places we are the biggest church. You may not know. You don't talk in a certain way because it's not safe to talk. Before you don't take care, you'll be proud. That's why we don't say. But Lighthouse is the maximum of most things. Not the maximum, but the most or the most advanced. Most things. Or many things, I should say. Uh, if you talk in that way, you, you, before you realize, you've become proud without knowing. But it's you who have to see. 
It's like, I don't have to tell you, do you know I'm your father? You have to know you are my father. <laughs> I don't have to say, do you know I'm your father? Oh, yes. The secret of creativity. When I get up and I, tell, I say to my secretary, match and build these churches here. This is the size, this is the style. Do it. I'm creating a new thing. It was not here before. You people, you came, you, it looks like it's been always there. There was nothing. Even today, I went to look for a land before I came here. I've worked on land. I'm trying to find a place to build. Yes. Another headquarters of another type of church. Hey! (laughs) My pastors whom I sent who have not built churches have lowered themselves to non-creativity levels. And therefore, those are the ones that are poor. Yes. The ones who are forced, are married, forced to build. Uh-huh. Are married, forced to communicate and to build. They are the ones who are prospering. You see, mindless work doesn't make you rich. Think of the wonders. You know, one day I saw a picture of a house which was crooked like this. Built in Switzerland or Germany. It was crooked. My mother showed me the picture. She said, this architect says that he will not make anything straight. All his walls are like this. He said, because in creation there is nothing straight. He said, there is no straight line in creation. He said, no tree, no leaf, no ground, no river, no cloud. There is nowhere. No head, no human part is straight. So he's also making a, 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 oh, that is wow, <laughs> amazing, isn't it? You are becoming the creative child of God. You are. What has not been before, you are going to do it. Look, the Bible says, by wisdom a house is built. That's why people who build houses are rich. Because it, it, you create a, a home that has not existed before. And when you don't do it, you, you cannot really prosper. There was nothing like stars. I, I call them stars. You, you see, you can hear when they sing now. You see that equality is coming up. Yes, you see that they are actually stars. That's why I said that. Don't it's like a joke. Real faith, you not think about it. I call the stars. Why the stars? All those stars. Why those foolish stars? Call the stars to come. You are becoming stars by that unconscious declaration of yourself as stars. That's why I said when you hear a word from the Lord, your duty is to scream, Amen. Anybody who has a bad name and a negative confession over your life, 
I declare that name is changed today. And change the name. Change the name. Don't have meaningless name. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It cannot be. You are more than Monday born. You are more than Tuesday born. You are more than Wednesday born. You are more than Thursday born. You are more than Friday born. You are more than Saturday born. You are more than Sunday born. You are a creative child of God. To have only seven names. It shows a lack of creativity. Only seven possibilities. Of names. And you see people. When you give somebody a name. Everybody will take that name. Everybody is called by that name. That's why there are so many Priscilla's here. At least we'll get 20 in this room. If you are Priscilla, lift your hand. Priscilla's, lift your hand. Over there. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So many Priscilla's. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Are you listening to me? Creativity. 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 Your mind must be sparked. It is being sparked today. If your mind is being sparked, let me hear your screaming amen. Sit down. Believe. Believe it. No one has prospered by selling tomatoes. Harvesting oranges. No. But people have prospered by making orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, during the Second World War, when they got some of these professors and so on, they really wanted to punish them. You know what they did? They put them in a prison and gave them rocks on this side. And they told them, carry all the rocks from here to here. And when they finished, carry from here to here. And when they finished from here, so they carried it up. They went mad. Because these are people with intelligence thinking no one look no one has been born without that image in you you are in the image of God there is something wonderful and you see when you talk about creativity some of you are thinking also I must make something that has not existed before but when you take a church a church has existed before but in your life, it has not existed before. Aha. Uh-huh. So, many, many creative things are like, things that exist, but you, it has not existed in your life. It's also a creation. It's also something wonderful that is created. Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to think. Don't be afraid to open your mind. That's why I watch films. And I get revelations. Because my mind 
He said, that's the Holy Spirit on my life. I can hardly watch anything and I'll not get a revelation. Oh yes, even negative things. Yes, my, my mind just, uh, wow. 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 Revelation. Light. Arise. Shine. Light. Your light. Not a general light in the world. Your light. A light that he that has shall have more. It has come to you. Amen. Don't be too bothered about thinking I have to go and invent a car. No. Listen. Listen, let me explain something. All that I'm saying is in my book. I know that you haven't noticed all these things. Listen carefully. Anybody who invents or creates, dominates and almost suppresses those who don't create anything. So when you make or you have oranges, tomatoes, cassava, corn, and you say, I have corn for sale, even gold and oil, I have corn for sale, oil for sale. It is sold on what we call a perfect market. Perfect market means nobody can spoil it. It's the real price from the whole world. So you look on the news to see the cost of your oranges. Or the cost of your cocoa. Huh? Then when you read, you say, oh, cocoa, rubber is now tools like, 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 like oil is now $30. $27 a barrel. It used to be what? 100 and something. I mean, 200 I think it has been. It's now only 30 So that's why Nigeria is very hot now. They are, they are, I hear they are going to IMF too, just like us. They, they cannot pay their salaries. Yes, we have gone already. Listen, but those who created land cruisers, they don't have to read the news to see what are land cruisers, how much are land cruisers being sold in the world. No, they are sold on what is called in economics imperfect markets. Nobody can tell you what is a land cruiser. I made the land cruiser and I say that this year, instead of 70,000, it is 78,000 for one. If you don't like it, stay in the house. Don't come and worry me. But you who have made oranges, they will tell you that, look, it's not only you who made oranges. Cote d'Ivoire have made oranges this year. Togo have oranges. Haiti have oranges. Jamaica have oranges. So many oranges. So now the price of orange is very low. So, sorry. But once you've created something, nobody can tell you anything what you have to do. That is why Land Cruiser it used to be sold at 50,000. It's now 100 and something thousand. Oh yeah, every year they just ask, oh please, you don't want to just be in the house. This is Land Cruiser. Wow. They just change the light small, put some small metal on it. No, it is 20,000 more. That's it. That's why Japan is so rich. And Germany is so rich. And all those, and those of us who make nothing. Even wheelbarrows. Even matches. Toothpicks. Nothing. You are a creator. 
I said you are a creator. Sit down. Do you believe it? In your home, in your marriage. When you become creative, you see, there are unmarried people here, I cannot talk about that. When you become creative, you you move into superiority. You you move into he that heart. It's true. Every book I've written is moving me up there because it has never been before. Every single book I've written. Every single book. How to pray. Eh? Daughter, you can make it. Sweet influence of the Holy Spirit. Anointed and good general. It has not been before. It's a new... I mean, how can I be down? When Bishop Eddie said to me, he said he believed that God has called him to take my book and to teach it very well to people. You see, he immediately entered into creativity because it's also a new thing that somebody has written a book. But somebody says, yes, me too. You write, I take it and I'll teach it. You write it, I'll teach it. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. I know many people who live off my books. That's their work. Their work is my books. <laughs> it's true. Because the power and the anointing of creativity and prosperity is, is already is, is around somewhere. Around the created book. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So as we go out of this place, those of you who are becoming pastors, many of you are becoming Christians, doctors, lawyers, you are graduating. Uh, listen, number one, never, look, never speak a word against a creative person. That should be your name. Don't say these white people. Don't say these people. And if they don't understand anything, they understand far. You are the idiots. You are the idiots. I tell you. You are the idiots. You don't understand much. True or not true? They don't understand anything at all. They are You are the idiots. Idiote. Yes. These Chinese people, this whatever. Look, go to China and see what they have been there. Look at our dusty villages. Hey, you, you, have a, you have a moment to criticize. You don't understand it. Rather humble yourself every day. Say, Lord, show me. And as you are there next to it, you, that's why Ghanaians go. There is no president or leader of Ghana. Even all our MPs, ministers and leaders, even the heads of hospitals, heads of directors of ministry, all of them have been abroad. Look, Ghanaians are one of the most international group you can ever have. But, upon arrival at Kotoka, you find out that it doesn't cross over. Once you get to immigration or leave your experience behind. Are you listening to me? Stand up on your feet, everybody.
Now, are you excited about first love celebration? Are you going to be a part of it? Are you glad that church will start on Saturday and end on Sunday? Is it not fantastic? Yeah. When you hear Ida singing those songs, it's true. Maybe we could not compose some of the harmonies, but the words, they, they are copyrighted words created. It's a creation. And it immediately takes you very high. Yes. Because you see, that's what I'm trying to explain to you that when we say creation, you'll find out that many times a creation depends on another creation. These lights you see are depending on the creation and the invention of cement and iron rods to be up there. Yeah. So many times you see that the book that has been created, church growth, your big church, or your ministry, your calling, your life, or even he that has your prosperity in your business will be dependent on a creation that has already come. See it all. See it. Because you are looking at he that hath. You see it. You don't have to look far. You are working on it. When you walk on this campus, you see you don't walk on sand. From, from east to west, you walk on quality. Quality. Or you don't get a message yet. He that hath. 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 When you go home, when, if you care for, when read this chapter. Creativity. Chapter 4. I know they've, they've, they've used it for vision 527, but you don't know all the things. Yeah, that's why we have ministry shepherds, fellowship. They're all inventions, names that did not exist. Fellowship shepherd, ministry shepherd, bustles, bustleization. That's why each camp has a name. Are you ready for the next camp? The next camp, the name is long. That's a long name. Yes. It's a long name. It's like this type of he that hath. Wow. You are the next wonder that is going out there to shine. Remember that you are part of a shining ministry. And therefore you are going to shine in the name of Jesus. There is nothing about he that has not here. There's nothing about he that has not here. It's not here. You cannot walk here without receiving that grace and that power on your life. 
Receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Close your eyes. Father, thank you. I declare your blessing upon your children today in Jesus' name. Let everyone that came from a background of he that has not be translated, transported, promoted into he that has in the name of Jesus. Whatever causes us to be he that has not, whatever is dark, whatever is full of shadows, we command it to disperse because of the light of God. In Jesus' name. Receive an impartation of light. Receive an impartation of light. Receive an impartation of light. And begin to shine. 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 For thy light has come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks, Lord, for blessing us today in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, you haven't given your life to Jesus, you want to give your life to Jesus, Pastor, pray with me. Maybe somebody invited you. You cannot shine and you cannot become he that hath unless Jesus is in your life. Maybe you are just part of the flow, but deep down in your heart, you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, every head bowed, please, for a moment. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus Christ to come into my life. Change me, wash me, and save me. If you are here like that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus today, today, today. Please wash me and save me the blood of Jesus. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand wherever you are standing. God bless you. And I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Somebody brought you here. Maybe somebody invited you, but you know, please. God bless you. I see your hand. I see all your hands. Who else? Quickly. God bless you. This is your chance. A change is coming today. Today, a change is coming. I see many hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, Pastor, I want to give my life to God today. I want the blood of Jesus to wash away my sins. And you have lifted your hand. Come with your hand up to the front here. Come. 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 Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will flow free. I want to give my life to Jesus. It will provide your Come. healing. Come running to that mercy seat. Come on. Oh, he said that I could come, come into his
close your eyes and everyone joining as we say this prayer say Lord Jesus thank you for tonight please forgive me for my sins I am so sorry for all my many sins please wash me with the blood of Jesus today I open my heart I receive Jesus as my Savior, as my Master. Oh God, come into my heart. Change me. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. I receive, I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior from today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Please write my name. In the book of life Lord Jesus Please write my name In the book of life From today I'm healed I'm saved I'm delivered I'm registered In the book of life Thank you Jesus For saving me today Now say after me Satan Listen very carefully From today I will not follow you again. Satan, from today, I will not obey you again. I belong to Jesus. Lift your hand. Say, thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. I will follow you, Jesus. I will serve you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Now don't go back. I'm going to give you one of my books. How to be a strong Christian. Give it to them. How you can become a strong Christian. How you can become a strong Christian. Would you like to be a strong Christian? That is exactly what you want. That is why I'm giving you this book. How you can become a strong Christian. Wow. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Yes. Now, when we close, where should they go? Yes. When we close, you'll go outside of the doors here. You'll see a little courtyard there. What is the name of that courtyard? Huh? God's banquet courtyard here. You just go there. It's not called Annex. It's called God's Banquet Courtyard. If you go there. And you, you, you go there, you'll be blessed. Okay, all of you, as soon as we close, just come there for two minutes. We are all going to the Macario's Garden Restaurant for Valentine's Dinner Dance Ball. Amen. But before that, when we close, you go there. Okay, so God bless you. Are you, are you very serious about serving God? As you've come, let this quiet let this be a turning point in your life yes you you heard some of the testimonies that people gave like that guy he said that 
what did he say? He has not been to church for seven years. Yeah, he was a bad boy. He was afraid to die. But that day, it was just like this. He came forward and that was it. Today is the beginning of a new life for you. Just as he gave a testimony, one day you will also give a testimony. That guy is almost becoming a pastor now. So I want you to take this very seriously. And this is going to be a major turning point in your whole life. You see, everybody has a day that he changes. There is a day for you. And today is your day. Amen. God bless you. So as soon as we close, God's banquet courtyard. When you go there, are some tables and chairs arranged there nicely. You'll be, you'll be blessed. All right. God bless you. You may go back to your seat. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chicken intervention. Cosmic Chicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Hey you, are you ready? Grab your pack, grab your tent, grab your gear. Jump in. We're going on an adventure. In Arizona, there's so much to see, so much to experience. At GCU, adventure is never too far away. Offering over 200 academic programs with a Christian worldview and nestled in the heart of Phoenix, you can earn your degree in fewer than four years and explore everything Arizona has to offer. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash azroadtrip.